Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, geeks of all ages. I'm Josh. I'm Amanda. And welcome to the Geek Tribe Podcast, where we discuss movies, comics, TV, video games, and pretty much anything that is geek-related. Whoop, whoop. How you doing? I'm alright. We're back. We haven't done one of these in a while. It's been a bit. Been a minute. Life's been pretty uh, crazy recently with everything that's going on. All the the COVID lockdowns and the kids at home and work and a million jobs and <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we've been busy bees but we've finally found a, a second to ourselves so we've got a moment so here we are we're gonna hopefully we can get a few more out episodes out we have to try and make it like a yeah a. A part of the routine to come sit down and chat. Mm. It's been hard to find time. It's just, life's just been life, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so let's. What's what's been happening since we last? Since we last, since spoke, we last spoke, a lot has happened. Um, for a few of you, some of these things may be, in inverted commas, old news. But as we are parents, we have only stumbled across, or not stumbled across, have had the chance to view some of these things, to talk about properly some of these things. Um, For example, the other week, we finally got to watch the Wonder Woman movie. Wonder Woman 84, yeah. Yeah. And although that has been out for quite a while now... We didn't get to see it at the cinema because of COVID restrictions, because of kids and the lack of babysitters, because of life. And so we sat down and we watched it the other day. Funny thing, like we bought it on Blu-ray pretty much the day that it got released and it's been sitting on the shelf, still wrapped in the plastic until like two weeks ago. We have a lot of things like that though, yeah. that we buy and we're like, yeah, yeah, let's watch this. And then it just sits on the shelf for like ages. Yeah. We'll get to it eventually. But yeah. But yes. So yeah, Wonder Woman. What well, did you think of Wonder Woman? Um, I unfortunately thought it was a little bit over... Like, I was expecting more. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, well, I think, plot holes? A lot of it, you sort of were left to piece together by yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think, like... To a certain extent, that can be okay, but there was a lot of stuff where I'm just like, oh, oh, okay, so that's how that works, because it was never really clearly explained in the movie. There was some things like, that could mean one thing, but could mean another, like um, with the the wishes, Mm. and things like... that confused me a lot. Spoilers Um, for people that haven't seen it. it's like the, at the beginning the wishes like it's the, the story yeah yeah but I'm, I'm going to talk about oh you're so, going to talk I thought you were saying that I was spoiling it no, I'm no, like I'm, what <laughs> I'm warning people because I might spoil something in case you haven't seen it and you want to see it don't listen to this next bit so um, throughout the course of the movie um, there's like a wishing stone they make wishes um, and there's a trade off between you know uh, in order to make your wish come true you've got to give up the thing that's most important to you um, which is never clearly really no, said. <laughs> it's just... It's when... He... 
becomes. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't want to, like... But you have said spoiler alert. So. Yeah, yeah, so um, what ends up happening... So Wonder Woman makes a wish. Um, uh, Barbara um, makes a wish. She's a friend of Wonder Woman's. They work together. Which I um, think is one of the, the good things about the movie. I think that um, Chris, K- Kristen Wiig, Kirsten Wiig, however you say her name, she played Barbara well. She did a good job, yes. But yes, continue. Um, and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ted Lord um, wishes to be the stone. The stone. The wish. He wishes for the power to grant the wishes. So, so the stone crumbles, and he becomes the wishing stone. And it's only when he is granting wishes, and then he's like, "Well, I'm going to take this from you." Yeah, yeah. But even then, like, it's it's not clear people like he gets them it's through him using tricky words he's like mm. he, oh, he don't gets, you wish that would yeah, happen he gets people to make a wish and they make the wish and then he's like oh and i'm gonna take this from you this I'm from take, you yeah so which is it's very muddy and unclear like once you figure it out you're like oh i guess that makes sense but you've got to figure that out on and it's also like in in the Wonder Woman Barbara sense, like when Wonder Woman starts like bleeding and things like that, and you're like, is that because Kristen Wiig wished she was like Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, or is it because she's losing because she's made Wonder Woman's made her like you know what I mean? So yeah, I was very confused. Until I sort of made the the click about um, giving up the thing you you most important to you. So Wonder Woman wishes for um, Steve to come back. Yeah. And he comes back, and then she starts losing her powers. Um, Barbara wishes to be more like Diana, and she ends up gaining Wonder yeah. Woman's powers. I wasn't sure if Barbara was taking the powers. taking the powers, but it was just you know yeah. it just happens that. Wonder Woman was losing her powers and Barbara was gaining her. Yeah, it was like, just a little bit confusing and you were sort of left to your own devices to... To figure it to out. ...to guess what was happening. Yeah. And there were also so many things, like... Um, when they jump in the plane and you were like, how did Diana have access to that? Is that part of the... Apparently she works the, at the Smithsonian, yeah, so she's got access to... Planes, planes. and... She just walks in. She's got a swipe card, and they let her in. Yeah, and it's so dangerous that they are going through those fireworks. Like they could get hit. <laughs> um, a, a thing about that too, like the the plane wouldn't have fuel in it if it was sitting on the tarmac. Yeah. Anyway. Like if it was part of a Smithsonian exhibit, they it wouldn't be just ready to go. Yeah. And and ready to go to Cairo. Like that's mm. a, a fair trip, I'd say. And Steve Trevor being a pilot. How and he... then him being able to pilot one of those planes, like he hasn't been around for uh, what's that? The yeah, like, it's, it's like years. it's a bit confusing that he's so shocked by all of these other differences in that time period, but yet can just jump in a plane. He can jump in that plane, and he, he yeah. knows how to. It's like the for me, I was like when I was talking about it to you after the movie. I'm like yeah. the difference is like jumping on like your push bike and then getting off that and then being able to jump on a, a motorbike, motorbike without ever having jumped on a motorbike before yeah. and just knowing how to drive it. Yeah. it's. But I think we're being a bit nitpicky here, but... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, like, there were great action sequences and... Yeah, it, it, like, it was, it was entertaining, but it wasn't what I thought it was going yeah, to be. Uh, I, I, I guess I must have built it up a bit in my head and... 
it didn't quite hit that mark. Mm. Um, like the special effects were great. Like there were some really cool action pieces, like you said. Like there's a bit where she um, um, ejects a bullet out of a gun and it flies up and she hits it with a bracer and it just ricochets off and, and takes goes, someone out. I think it hits like the the pot, doesn't it? And it stops him from getting away. I can't remember. Or something. I yeah, just I remember the hitting of the, the bullet. And I'm like, that's cool. Um, but then there, there's the special effects that I think were too much. Like the special effect on the... The lasso. Oh yeah. Made it look super fake. The brightness of yeah, it. Yeah, it just seemed like the colour was too saturated and it, it just looked very, very There fake. were even like some instances where Gal Gadot's like doing big jumps or whatever and you're like, that just doesn't look right. Like mm. And, and all of a sudden, oh, she's flying now. And then she can fly. Yeah. <laughs> Just because she had a, a brief conversation with Steve at one point about how does it feel to fly or yeah. what, does it, what does it mean? And, and he says, oh, I like to fly because of this. And all of a sudden she can fly. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, there were bits in it that, like, I don't know if it's just my emotional side or something. When she was saying goodbye to Steve, like, I was like, oh. It was sad, yeah. But, um... But what was weird about that, here's some more spoilers. <laughs> so Steve... She wishes for Steve to come back. Yeah. But he, he doesn't necessarily come back. He, he ends up back in someone else's. He takes over someone's yeah. body. And to Diana it looks like Steve, but to everyone else it just looks like this other guy. That was a bit confusing when that first happened because we were like, What? We're yeah. just like hmm? So <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. And then later on, like when she says, because throughout the course of the movie, she has to rescind her wish for things to go back to normal. Renounce. Renounce. Rescind, renounce. Yeah. Um, and so she has to say goodbye to Steve. Um, and then there's a bit at the very end after everything sort of goes back to normal. And it's the guy whose body that yeah. Steve was in just bumps into her in, in the, the square while she's looking at the... All the Christmas decorations yeah. and the snow and they have like a brief little interaction, <laughs> which is just like so weird because Yeah. You know <laughs> I, I thought that was odd. Yeah. But yeah, moving on from a, a slightly disappointing movie to a movie that impressed me, we went and saw Black Widow at the cinema. Yeah, before everything went Whoa. sideways again. We got to see Black Widow at the cinema. And I quite enjoyed Black Widow. I did. I did like Black Widow. I think Elena was the best thing in it. Yeah, though. I, I, I agree. I thought she was really. David Harbour was um, really good as Red Guardian as well. Um, oh, oh, someone's phone is on. And um, Rachel Weiss or Weiss, she just never ages. No. She looks the same in this movie as she does in the Mummy, which was like twenty years ago. So, damn her. Uh, the problem with the Black Widow movie is. You know how her story ends. Yeah. Like, if you've seen... If you're a Marvel fan and you've seen all the other movies, like, you know what happens to Black Widow, and all of a sudden they're throwing this movie at you, which is set... It's before, before. Um, Infinity War, yeah. but after... Um, Civil War. Civil War. So... It's, it's bad it's, timing for yeah. it. Yeah. But it was still... Like, I enjoyed seeing that side of her like mm. uh, I don't know like 
knowing how she sort of grew up like that that scene before the the title like when they were kids like it's intense yeah yeah and I don't know just knowing more about her character because she's always been a bit like I don't know what the word is but like mysterious yeah she's a spy yeah so I think like I did enjoy this movie but I would have loved to have seen a Black Widow movie where it was um, Black Widow and Hawkeye in Budapest, which gets referenced. Yeah, well, you sort of know what happened in Budapest. Yeah, but I want to see that movie. Yeah. You know? (laughs) You want to see it unfold. You know? I'm much more interested in seeing her and Hawkeye meet for the first time because they built that up. In In the previous movies, there's this really strong bond between Widow and Hawkeye. And not even a romantic bond. It's yeah. just a, you know, which I think was really great in those movies. And I'd like to see that yeah. explored. Uh, but instead you get, they have give you this movie where they set up, you know, another strong bond between her and her sister. Yeah, and I have her. to admit, like, seeing this, um, it made me question some of her storyline in the the movies because she talks about how the Avengers are the closest thing she's got to a family and yet she's got this family floating out there somewhere. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, yeah, like it raises a few questions and like what happened when she got taken by the people at the end... Mm. Which like and like why didn't she run? Why didn't she go? Why didn't yeah? I don't know. It's all very because like between Civil War and uh, Infinity War, like they're they're on the run. She's on the run. Yeah. And like they she goes on the run at the end of Civil War, and the next time you see her in Infinity War, she's still on the run with Cap. Yeah. So at the end of Black Widow. There's some sort of interaction that she has with the government that is chasing her. Yeah. Now, did they just let her go? Or did she get away? Or, or did she get away again? Like, that's that was a little bit muddy, because she's... like At the very end of the movie, after everything's happening, and the all the widows are free, and the the family's getting on the, the plane thing, and the yeah. other government's coming in to whatever, and the widow's like, oh, just go. Just go. I'll be fine. I'll talk to them, it'll be fine. It's like, just get on the plane with her. You yeah. don't need to talk to them. Just get away. You're on the run. Yeah. Like, just get out of there. So I thought that was a bit odd. But I think I'm glad that we got um, Yelena. Yeah, Yelena. Um, I think, like... And the next, like, what she does next will be interesting. Mm. They're obviously setting up for something. Yes. Like, um, if you've seen the... Uh, was it Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier and yeah. the Falcon TV series? Um, that'll tie in somewhat with the end credits scene with... Um, Black Widow. Black Widow. Um, and does she show up? Is there another scene? No. I think that's it. I can't even think. But yeah, but they're, they're, once she, again, she Marvel are, up a few times in the Winter Soldier. Yeah. so that's probably yeah. Once again, Marvel are, are setting things up for a payoff down the track. So um, I think it's amazing how they do that. 
when they're like they've got this whole big thing planned out and because she wasn't in Loki was she no she wasn't it was just the multiverse in Loki you know where they got that from like the the setting things up to play off down the track the source material the comics do it all the time so like they're they're just taking a a tried and tested method of storytelling from the source material and they're applying it to movies and like people are so impressed by it they're like oh this thing that was mentioned like you know last movie like that happens so many times in the comics where like (laughs) josh is like oh this is old news no no i'm I'm just like it's great to see it on the big screen but it's like it's not like a a new thing yeah they do it in the comics quite a lot like i'm not saying it's just this that that blows my mind it's like that people can do that like they can have a plan ahead and be like i'm gonna drop this here now and it'll come back up Mm. in this long time and it's like i i what amazes me um is people that write like these mystery like books or movies and they're just like yep we're gonna put that there we're gonna drop that there we're gonna drop that there and then at the end everything just falls into place and you're like i i don't know like i can't wrap my head around it yeah yeah like all those like whodunit movies, like um, what is it that one that we watched with Chris Evans? Knives Out. Yeah. That was very very well done. I quite enjoyed it. There's, there's going to be a sequel. And the second one, yeah. To that. But how yeah, like in, <laughs> spoons in, forks out, get Ooh. forked. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So the two movies that we have had the a chance to see we haven't seen suicide squad just yet no, but no. that is on the cards as soon as we can as soon as we get out of lockdown and of course the rings what's his name shang chi i really want to watch that um i because we're in lockdown so we can't actually go out and say anything um i Ew. it's really which is really upsetting because i really want to see these movies at the cinema. I just think it's a, it's insane how well Shang Chi is doing at the box office, considering half of the world can't see it. Mm. Like, and it's not on. Go to them. Um, go to them. Yeah, it's not on um, Disney, Disney Plus, Plus no. as a um, pay to watch thing. So uh, maybe that's got something to do. <laughs> maybe they had too much trouble with Scarlett Johansson. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I was saying, like I really want to watch these movies at the cinema, but like it's getting to the point where I'm like, do I just bite the bullet and buy it? On digital. Oh, see, I was uh, looking at Suicide Squad this morning, $35 on the Xbox store, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's not on the big screen, but I really want to see it's it. It's one of those things, though, like, I don't think you can beat the experience of going and seeing it on that screen that's, like, twice the size of you, and, like, their faces are huge, and the music's loud, mm. and you've got your popcorn, and I these will, are the sort of movies you've got to see on the big screen, I I, I agree, but... I don't know when we're coming out of lockdown. Yeah, no. And if we come out of lockdown anytime soon, I don't know if these movies are still going to be playing. Well, surely they can... Like, will there be allowances for that sort of thing? Like, I don't know. We'll Australia have to talk to our... Um... We'll have to talk to Mr. Disney and to Gladys Begluggerian. I don't even know how to say her name. No, Scott Morrison would have more say than her. He's Australia guy, isn't he? I, I, I wasn't even thinking that. <laughs> we need to talk to our... Um... Our guy at the cinema, Cameron, and and yeah. get the lowdown from him. What's, what's what? Did, do they have like special things, Cameron? Let us know. Yeah. How how does this all work? I I want to see Shang Chi. Will they extend it for Squad. us because we can't see it? <sighs> but yeah, like 
if I can't see him at the movies, like I'm going to have to bite the bullet and buy it on digital. I can't go down and buy it from the shop at the yeah. moment because it's non-essential. It's all shut. I was looking. I want to see Snake Eyes as well, the GI Joe one. Yeah, I don't know much about Snake Eyes. So Bums me out, man. <sighs> yeah, but in saying that, talking about Disney Plus, like we have been watching the the wonder we talked about it the um the winter soldier loki and now we're watching the what if series um so that has been it's been good having something to look forward to every week something new but i'm i'm enjoying what if i am a big fan of the what if comics and for some reason i don't know why i didn't realize this when it was first announced but when they first announced what if i'm like oh my god there's so much that they could do Obviously, they are staying with the MCU. I did not realise that that's what they would do when that was first announced. I'm just like, oh, there's uh, so many different stories, yeah. so many different comics. Like, this is going to be great. And, like, uh, don't get me wrong, it's still great, but I just it didn't click for me that it was all going to be just what-if MCU scenarios. Yeah. I have to admit, the first one, I was a little, eh, okay. So they're going to play out the same... Scenarios yeah, with different yeah. characters, but since then they've sort of branched off, and it's been like sort of newish scenarios and like different, like people's motivations are different and things like that. And I think that that's been interesting. I still um, think some of the voice acting is a little bit funny, it, but yeah. um, like some of it's just a bit. I don't know what's the word. It's the same with the animation. Like I, I do quite like that animation style. But every now and then there'll be, like, a scene or a face or... And I'm like, oh, that doesn't quite... Yeah. Like, even in that very first one, I remember watching it and thinking, yeah, this is, like, this this is cool, but it would be cooler if it was live action. Like, because it's animation, mm. it sort of loses that impressiveness. But, like, I've enjoyed the, the later ones. Like, mm. that... Sorry, Captain Carter, but that story has sort of already been told <laughs> except with a different person <laughs> i think the problem is is that with the first one like the the whole the the style of storytelling for a what if story based on the many comics that i've read yeah. is that there's a, a point like the, here's your your normal story where everything happens it's yeah. a straight line there's a point in that straight line where something happens and then it's supposed to branch off yeah that's your what if story yeah the um it's meant to be different it's not meant to be the same story just with a different yeah. character so the captain carter like the story just ran parallel like yeah. there was one little branch at the beginning and it just ran parallel there were a few little like loops where it's this and that like mm. he like they the, changed the iron man they changed a few and, little yeah. little things here and there but essentially you, you end up getting the same yeah story whereas other ones like the t'challa as star lord yeah and things like that like it's different it was different what i liked changes about people's that... character arc yeah and it's not just one character yeah. as well like yeah. multiple characters are affected by this one what if yeah change it's funny watching it with josh as well because every now and then there'll be like a scenery shot with the the watcher watching and josh is like, oh i like that picture Ooh, I, like I really like it when they've got you. You've got your your shot, and you've got that that sort of silhouette of the watcher watching, in the yeah. background. I, I really like that. I think that's cool. But yeah, so we've been enjoying that as well. Um, what have you been reading, Josh? What have I been reading? I've actually um, part of my um, reading challenge this year. I, I hit a bit of a snag 
maybe a month or two back and one book took me longer than it you was supposed to and then I took a bit of a break after that so I'm actually behind on my reading challenge uh-huh. my uh, book that I'm reading at the moment is actually um, Dr. No by Ian Fleming um, getting ready for the new James Bond James movie James Bond yes um, so well I didn't choose it I picked it up because it was just sitting there I'm like oh, I'll read this and then like I didn't know when the next Bond movie was coming out because it's going to be it kept getting delayed so yeah I just started reading it because and now that we were all of a sudden maybe because I've started reading it like oh Josh is reading the James Bond let's get a trailer out there (laughs) Um, but yeah I'm really enjoying the um the book I really like that sort of old school spy espionage yeah the aesthetic like even in the movies like the old um, Sean Connery and... We were talking about this the other day, like the man from Uncle and stuff like that. They're all really, yeah. like, we like that feel in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I do enjoy, like, the later Bond films where everything is, like, you know, happening present day or our present day. Um, but there's something about a spy movie that's set in, like, the 60s yeah. or, the, or the 70s where, like... He, you walk into M's office and he's got the big, thick, red shag pile rug and the, the dark wood panelling on the walls and the, the little green light and yeah. he's cutting cigars and drinking his scotch in his office. And, and he's saying to ladies, go get a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smacking him on the bum. <laughs> well, we don't, don't necessarily condone that. But <laughs> um, that was, that's what it was like yeah. back then. It, like, it, even, even reading the, the Doctor No book, book. Yeah. like it's very much like yeah Bond's in charge and he's there's just something <laughs> about a spy in that era that just fits mm. yeah did you, did you know that Ian apparently I read this somewhere maybe it's not true Ian Fleming based Bond on Christopher Lee yeah. his uncle cousin cousin I'm pretty sure they were cousins there you go and yep. Christopher Lee ended up in a James Bond movie yeah which but one but as the villain he was man with the golden gun but what was his name no, no. Scaramanga. Ah, Scaramanga. I've only watched the James Bond movies like one time, and they all have a very similar premise, and it's it's hard. <laughs> 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 when I'm like, which movie was that? Is that the one where this happened? And you know, know, he went to that that tropical <laughs> island where the villain had a secret base. <laughs> he went through the snow, and the villain had a secret base. <laughs> but, yeah. I quite like Man with the Golden Gun. It's one of my favourites. Um, it's one that I remember. Like I remember Christopher Lee as a mm. villain. Um, some of the villains, like you don't recall as much, but that is one that I do remember. I remember scenes like on the beach and and stuff like that from that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we got off topic. Reading James Bond. Yes. yes. Uh, I'm. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm almost finished. Um, a little thing like I this is the first James Bond uh, book that I've actually ever read. Um, I've watched all of the movies, but have not read the books. And it's quite interesting. Like if you're familiar with the movies, you know that Doctor No is the the first movie. Yep. Um, but it was like the fifth or the sixth book. Ah. Um, Did they just not think that the rest, the previous books, were up to scratch to make it into a movie, or no? Because some of the books before Doctor No end up becoming ah. 
oh, movies. Like, they just thought that it would be a good introduction. Yeah, they just, like, this is... A good, I guess because at the beginning of, of Doctor No, like, um, Bond is coming back from being on... Um, off injured or something so they're like they're trying to ease him into uh, back into okay. field work so that might be where they're like oh this is a perfect starting off point for the movies mm. like we're going to put Bond in field work we'll send him to like the whole premise of the story is that like he gets sent to Jamaica just to check up on a few things because one of the agents hasn't um like checked in recently so yeah. he's like just go check make sure it's okay it's a bit of a cushy job but yeah this is your first like and it turns out to mission. be not so cushy. And yeah, exactly. That's what happens. Like, there's actually lines um, in in the book where he's like, "I'll have to, I'll have to talk to Emma about this cushy holiday in the sun." I like that you put on a voice for him. That's my Bond voice. No. <laughs> yes, Mish Moneypenny. I'll have a martini. Shaken, shaken, not stirred. Not stirred. Uh, isn't it funny when you do a Bond voice, you automatically go to Sean Connery? Why don't you go to Roger Moore or Pierce Brosnan? Because Sean Connery's got that iconic that, yeah. sort of. Scottish accent. It's not. It's like a more than a Scottish. When a lot of people do it, they've just got the. In his... I'm pretty sure he's Scottish though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when people do his accent, they don't do it as a Scottish. They just put a little. Mm-hmm. In the, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to even try to do it. <laughs> All right. Um. What about you? Are you reading anything? Are you? Um. I. We recently watched. The first two Maze Runner movies, so I am. You suggested I read the Maze Runner books, so I am reading that. I have also been um, reading up on. You've got like these masses of books about characters from Marvel and DC and all of these things, and I have been reading a little bit about Namor, learning about Namor. He's a little one that I didn't really know of so it's been interesting finding out things about him and it's been fun like saying to you did you know this and you're like no I didn't and I'm like yeah I know, I know something you don't know I know very little about <laughs> um Namor I, I know that he was one of the first um, I didn't Namor Namor I'm not sure Namor Namor yeah. I'll have to ask him you're the expert well it doesn't say how to pronounce it it mm. just spells it but um but he was one of the first um Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Well, they, they were timely comics back when yeah. he was introduced. There was Namor, um, The Captain Human America. Torch, and Captain America. And um, it it's interesting reading about him when there are particular parts of like Endgame where they think that he is referenced under the ocean yeah, yeah. and things like that. So it's like, ooh, I wonder if they'll bring him in and I know stuff about him. That mm, they might include him. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so that, that's been what I'm reading, Namor and Maze Runner. They link so well together. <laughs> They're like, yeah. <laughs> they complement each other nicely. Uh, but, yeah. I think, I, just touching on um, Maze Runner, because um, we saw that movie at the cinemas when it, back when it first yep. came out. And then we out. never got to see the other two. And then two. we <laughs> never watched the other two. Like, we've owned them forever, but we've never actually sat down and watched them. Um, but after the watching the first movie, I ran out and bought the books. Yeah. Because um, I loved it so much and read all the books back to back, and the books are amazing. Um, now, it's been a little while since I've read the books, but re-watching the movie... Um, last week I think we did we did one and two we did two nights in a row yeah um, I couldn't believe how much the they've changed things the books well yeah the movies deviate um, from the books especially the the second movie like it's like I just kept thinking this isn't 
this isn't right, is it? Mm. I can't remember this happening. And he kept saying, oh, they should have run into this. They should have run into someone by now and all of this. And it was funny because when he told me to read the book, I was thinking to myself, well, do I want to read the book before I watch any more? Like, do I want to read them or do I just want to enjoy what they are as a movie and then go and read them and then be blown away by all the awesomeness of the books? Because, like, I don't know if I want to be sitting there like you and going, oh, this is so different. Like, That's the tricky thing. Like, um, when they do change things, and I find that the books are always better than the movies, but do you do you watch the movies first? So you've got an appreciation of the movies and then read the books and go, well, the books were much better, but they changed all this. Or do you watch the books and get complete... Watch the books. And get... <laughs> you watch the pages. Yeah, you... I guess you're watching it, aren't you? You read it as well. Uh, but yeah, you, you read the books and get completely blown away by the books and then watch the movies and are then disappointed by the movies. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard to find... It's funny though as well because, like, if you read the books first, then you have a preconception of what you think the characters are in your head. Yeah. And then seeing them come to life, you could be disappointed, you could be amazed at how good they are. But when you watch a movie first, then when you read the book, you just have the actors in your head yeah. as you're reading it. So, I don't know. It's a hard thing. I've never found a... Like, I, I guess I quite enjoy reading the books first because... I, I don't know why, I just... I enjoy reading and then... I don't know, but... It, it's a, it's really tricky because this same thing happened for me for the Hunger Games. Yeah, we still didn't watch the last Hunger exactly. Games either because you I don't know why didn't we watch the last Hunger Games because it was split I, into two. The movie the movie before the last one, what was that one? Catching no Catching Fire. Catching Fire was Sol- the second one. Then there's the Mockingjay one and two. Yeah, so Mockingjay one I don't think I was very impressed with, so I never felt the need. To, and because I'd read the books, like I already knew how it ended, but I didn't feel like I needed to watch the last movie because I just Hmm. the first part of it I'm just like I'm not sure if I like this but then there are things like Harry Potter where I read all of those and still watching the movies I was like yes Mm. this is amazing like sure they missed little subplots and things like that but still a great movie Mm. I I think those adaptations are pretty solid yeah yeah and like I haven't read Lord of the Rings but a lot of people like, The Hobbit, not so much, because it's a children's book and it's made into three movies, but a lot of people have said that they appreciate the Lord of the Rings movies as mm. the book. I don't know. I think I I read the Lord of the Rings um, in, in high school. I tried reading it, so and I, it's a hard read. I read the, the first book and then watched the first movie, then I read the second book and watched the second movie, and I always planned on reading the third book and then watching the third movie, because there was a year between... Yeah each um, release. Um, but after doing the first and the second book, I just I really struggled to, to start that third book yeah. because it is a hard read. There's a yeah. lot of... And all the weird names. Frodo and, and, and the, Sam yeah. walk over the hill and then the grass was green and there were six trees over there and seven trees on the <laughs> right and then the branches were spaced two metres apart and there was maybe... 100, 200 leaves per branch. because branch. he's trying to get the picture in your mind. Mm. And he does a great job, but it is just so descriptive that it's almost like, oh, my God, I've just spent five pages reading about yeah. what this valley looks like. Um, that's what I remember, anyway. Like, it being a bit of a slog. 
Yeah, because I, I tried the first one and I was just like, mm. Mm. they got to the Prancing Pony and I was like, yep, I can't, I can't read anymore. <laughs> and that's like in the first like 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> but yeah. Let us know what you think. Do you read books first before seeing movies or do you enjoy the movie and then read the book afterwards? What's uh, a movie adaptation that is better than the book? Mm. Is, is there one ever? Oh, Does it tough. exist? Yeah. yeah, that's a tricky one. Nothing can beat the power of imagination. That's right, yeah. And I find it, I think it's difficult to, it would be hard trying to direct a, um, a movie that's based on a book. Yeah, because, because there are so many people that have read the book and you can't please everyone, yeah. so... And, like, trying to find someone that fits the description of... Yeah. What the book says they're supposed to look like, like, it would be hard. Because obviously the writer has just gone, all right, I want them to look like this. Yeah. Regardless of whether that's that person actually exists or not. Like, a lot of the time, too, like, because obviously it takes a while for, well, most of the time, for a book to be made into a movie when the writer's writing. And if, even if they have, like, a, a movie star in mind. Like that movie star changes in the course of it being made into a movie. Like, um, I don't know what it was, maybe a Twilight book or something. And she had Henry Cavill in mind for Edward or someone. But by the time the movie was made, Henry Cavill was too old to play a high school student mm. and all of this. So I don't even know if that's the correct. Um, if that's true. Yeah, but it, it was something like that that I read. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they had a some person in, in mind. mind. But yeah, 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 of course. Um, before we wrap up, uh, we're gonna I'm gonna do a bit of a quiz. This is something that I've had. Um, this won't take long. Okay. Amanda's giving me the eyes like um, well, we're thirty seven yeah, minutes yeah, we're already. We're aiming for half an hour episodes. <laughs> All right, this won't take long. You got to be quick. Uh, I'm gonna quiz you on. Um, uh, I hate quizzes because I get everything wrong. <coughs> This is this is Marvel versus DC. Okay. Who did it first? Okay. So I'm going to give you two characters. Okay. And you've got to decide which one came first. So because of course with Marvel and DC there's um, a, a bit of a rivalry amongst the fandoms about um, you know oh DC just copied this character from Marvel or Marvel is copying this character from DC and 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 whatever. So this is going to be. A, a quiz to see if you can tell me which one... No, we'd be able to. I like 99% of these will be guesses. Okay, here we are. So, first first up is someone that um, that you should know a little bit about. You're a bit of a... Um, well, let's say in this house you are the expert on one of these characters. What? Uh, Aquaman and <laughs> Namor. <laughs> Which one uh, came first? I'm going to say Namor. You're correct. So yes. Namor uh, debuted in Marvel Comics number one back in October 1939. Aquaman was in More Fun Comics number 73, November 1941. There you go. So Namor was the OG. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man yes. and The Atom. Both shrinky dinky superheroes. I'm gonna say Ant Man. Ant Man? Yeah. It was the Atom. Ah. 
The Atom was in Showcase number 34 in October 1961. Ant-Man was Tales to Astonish number 35, September 1962. So almost a year year later. So that was DC on that one. Ah. Uh, Here we go. Uh, This... There's a, a bit of a gap between these two characters, so you sh- I don't know if that makes it easier for you. <laughs> um, the Flash and Quicksilver. The Flash. The Flash, you are right. Uh, Flash Comics number one, January 1940. Uh, Quicksilver didn't arrive on the scene until X-Men number four, March 1964, so 24 years after. Uh, he wasn't quite speedy enough. Are we keeping track on how many you're getting right? I've got two right. You've got two right. How many have we done? Two. Three. Three. <laughs> Why don't you mark it down? So we... I've got it on my finger. Okay. There's more than ten questions. Well, I'll... All right. I'm... Yeah, I'll be fine. Okay, all right. I won't get that many right. Here we go. Uh, Mr. Fantastic or Elongated Man? Mr. Fantastic. No. <sighs> so Elongated Man came out in Flash number 112. February 1960, Mr. Fantastic didn't show up until Fantastic Four number one in November 1961. Ah, there you go. So, I always yeah. thought that he was one of the... I would have like, thought, I would have yeah. chose Mr. Fantastic as well, because he's one of the earliest yeah. um, superheroes. Damn it. Here we go. Uh, Deadpool or Deathstroke? Well... Shut up. I'm going to say Deathstroke. Deathstroke is correct. Yeah. So he showed up in Teen Titans number two in December 1980. Uh, Deadpool didn't show up until New Mutants number 98 uh, in February 1991. I was going to say, he so, seems like more... Like... Uh, what's it called? Um, modern. Deadpool? Yeah. Yeah, so Deadpool is actually a bit of a um, parody of Deathstroke, Deathstroke, because Deathstroke is Slade Wilson, and he's Wade and Wilson. Deadpool yeah. is Wade Wilson. Although, like, ask Rob Liefeld, and he he'll argue the point. He he's like, no, nah, no, nah, he wasn't. But yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just a big coincidence. Swamp Thing or Man Thing? Swamp Thing. No, man thing. Yeah. I just had to. I'm like, <laughs> like I are you going to give yes. me the answer? <laughs> so, Swamp Thing was House of Secrets number 92 in July 1971. Man Thing was Savage Tales number one, May 1971. Mm. So, only a few months. Um, they thought, oh, Man doing so well, let's make our own version. Mm, that's pretty much how it went back <laughs> in the day. Like, they're like, oh. They've got a character that does this. Maybe we should have a character that does that. Mm-hmm. Um, here we go. Green Arrow or Hawkeye? Green Arrow. Yes. Green Arrow uh, debuted in More Fun Comics, number 73, November 1941. Hawkeye didn't show up until Tales of Suspense, number 57, September 1964. Ah. So, fair while after. Doctor Strange or Doctor Fate? Fate. Yes. Dr. Fate came, <laughs> came You sound surprised. I, I am. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who, like, the heroes are. Like, Elder... Like... 
Is Doctor Hero, is Doctor Fate even a hero or is he a villain? Yeah, yeah he's a hero. Oh, okay. I, I did. I wasn't sure if you knew who he was. I thought he was a villain for some reason, and no. maybe I'm thinking of Doctor Doom. I don't know, but yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. I got it right though. Yeah. Whip, whip. Doctor Fate came out in uh, More Fun Comics number fifty-five, May nineteen forty, whereas Doctor Strange didn't show up until Strange Tales number one hundred and ten, July nineteen sixty-three. Oh. Here we go. Uh, Bullseye or Deadshot? A couple of villains. Um, Bullseye. No. <laughs> so Deadshot was first on the scene back in uh, Batman number 59, June 1950. Uh, Bullseye didn't arrive until Daredevil number 131, March 1976. Uh, okay. Okay. On the home stretch. <gasps> Okay, uh, uh, I'm, I've thrown this one in because, uh, just because, but it, it's, one of them has a bit of a convoluted origin. Um, so, Mockingbird and Black Canary. Black Canary. So, it is Black Canary. Yes. Uh, she debuted in Flash Comics favorite. number 86, August 1947. Uh, Mockingbird, so she's sort of got a, a two-part... Origin. Origin. So, she doesn't show up... Um, she shows up as Dr. Barbara Morse in Astonishing Tales, number six, in June 1971, but she doesn't become Mockingbird until Marvel Team-Up, number 95, July 1980. Mm. So, it's probably one of those ones where they've... So, she's like nine years before she becomes a super... Like a... Yeah. Yeah, uh. pretty much. Um, a little bit of a um, fact about those two. Black Canary is the love interest of Green Arrow. Um, Mockingbird is, um, I'm pretty sure they were married at one point to Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Ha! The, the archers. There you go. And they've both got sort of bird themes. Yeah. And, yeah. There you go. Fun fact. Okay. Uh, the Vision and Red Tornado. The v- mm. I don't know why I put this in. Why? <laughs> Choose one. <laughs> tornado. Why? <laughs> Red tornado. I actually don't know. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> doing my research, I I should have probably narrowed it down a bit more. But um, red. <laughs> Red Tornado debuted in uh, Justice League of America number 64 in August 1968 and The Vision debuted in Avengers number 57 August 1968. So <laughs> they both came out in in the same month but I haven't narrowed you don't it down know which one, which is one first. was first. They both came out on the same day. <laughs> so they would have been like within a, a couple of days or weeks of each other but yeah there you go. Well we're unsure of that. Uh, I don't know why I put that in. I should have narrowed it down a bit more. <laughs> you fool. Um, last one. Thanos and Darkseid. Darkseid. It is Darkseid. Yes. So he yes. first appeared in Forever People number one, February 1971, and Thanos showed up in Invincible Iron Man number 55, February 1973. Nice. How many were there? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six... 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Oh, I got 7 out of 12. 7 out of 12. I'd take that as a win. Some of those were tricky. Like, I wouldn't have known. 
And I didn't count the one that we didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could have got that one wrong and oh, right. Yeah, I mean, so. either way. But yeah, there we go. I just thought that was a bit of fun. Yeah. You, you had a 50-50 chance of getting... So I had half a chance of getting it right. Some of them, like, in my mind, I pictured, like, can I remember a picture of them in, like, an old comic? <laughs> mm. Like that old sort of feel. And that's how I sort of guessed which one was the older one. But uh, I didn't do too badly. You did all right. Like, it, it was tricky. Like I said, I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have been able to get them all right. Yeah, that's right. You wouldn't. There was like, <laughs> there was tricky ones like Mr. Fantastic. Like I would have put him down as um, appearing first, yeah. but no, Elongated Man. Like that actually I've surprised me. I've never heard of Elongated Man. He has pretty much the same powers as Mr. Fantastic, super stretchy limbs and stuff. What about like, what's that one in the the Lego game, the Plastic Man? Plastic Man. Yeah, I could have put him down as well, but because he has the same sort of thing, doesn't he? Yeah, he's made of plastic. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening, geeks and geekettes. If you enjoyed what you've heard, be sure to click on our subscribe button, which will keep you notified on when we put out our next episodes. If you uh, Please feel free to give us a five-star rating because you think that we're awesome. And the more ratings we get, the more people will see our podcast and can join our Geek Tribe. We're also on Instagram, so head over there and give the Geek Tribe a follow where we'll be posting updates on episodes, polls for suggestions on things that you would like us to chat about. And we also have our Saturday night geeky drinks, which we do over there, which is a bit of fun. Um, If you haven't already, check out those. We've done one for every Saturday so far this year. Going strong. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And, um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah. It's good to be back. Yeah. We're, We're sorry that it's taken us so long. But we will strive to get these podcasts out more regularly. Yeah. I had to say that slow because I can't say that. Regularly. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Stay geeky, friends. Till next time. You gotta press the stop. Oh, button. I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs>